This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. Hello. Hi. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Good. I'm great. I've delved into the hump day treat already. I'm good to go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this hump day treat is really, um, it's, it's a happy one. Oh, but wait, wait, wait. What? All right, we're just gonna jump right into that. Yeah, because it's hump day. It's hump day. (laughs) (laughs) That just happened, and we just wanted to do the dance. Apparently, this week's hump day treat for episode sixty-eight is brought to you by yours truly, Amanda Mm -hmm. and Shannon Williams. Thank you, Shannon. Miss Shannon bought each one of us a bottle of Kokemon plum wine with natural flavors. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It is really, really sweet. So thanks for our birthday treats. Thank you. Thank you so much. We decided to throw it in as our hump day treat this week. And since we each got a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and... Amanda bought super long flexi straws during the summer so I could <laughs> so I could lay out and lay and put my cup underneath my lounge chair and stick my straw through the hole in the lounge chair and drink. Ma'am. <laughs> that is why you have this giant pack of straws. Yes. <laughs> and the truth comes no, out. No, look, I bought them and I never did it. <laughs> it was like towards the end of the summer and then it got <laughs> I got too busy and I was never able to do it. Oh so my gosh. we are finally getting to use these straws tonight. And instead of using glasses, we are each drinking out of our own mega pint. <laughs> Straight out the <laughs> bottle with a bendy straw. <laughs> Classy as fuck. <laughs> and we also have some jello shot syringes. I'm excited about this. I bought five. Because I said, give me one of each, except blueberry. But then I come to find out that Brittany would have loved blueberry. So I love blueberry. Negative point from Amanda today. But, so I went But you to, had super long bendy straws that made up for it. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, I'm glad. It is pretty awesome. It is pretty I'm cool. I'm kind of digging this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I went to Daiquiri Express right down the street next to Papa's. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It smelled so good. Anyways, <laughs> it was lunchtime. I was hungry. Mm, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk in, and there's nobody in there because, mm-hmm. you know, you really shouldn't be in the middle of the day. Yeah. But there's this huh. cute young girl sitting at the cash register, and she didn't hear me come in. And I was looking because they usually have some at least, like, out on the counter to show that they have them. So I kind of went in a little bit of panic mode. Like, I said, hey. She goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't hear you. She was so sweet, so adorable. So, anyways, I was like, do you have the Jello shot syringe thingies? And she's like, oh, yeah, girl, we got tons of them out back. Like, what do you want? So, you know, the one of each. So, she gave me a discount because they were supposed to be, like, $3 a piece. 
just because she felt bad. How freaking cute is that? That's so sweet. So shout out to Skylar. Hi, Skylar. Love you so much. And so I asked her, I was like, hey, this is for a podcast. Do you care if we give you a shout out? She's like, what podcast? What What do you do? I was like, well, it's true crime stuff. She goes, shut up. I love Crime Junkie. I'm like, oh, we sisters now. Yes. Hey, hey, girl, hey. So hey. I hooked her up on our app. And um, not our app. On the on the Apple app. On the Apple, in, in, Apple podcast. In the app. Yeah. On the little purple purple podcast button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have a new fan, hopefully. Yay. Hi, Skylar. Hello. So there's our hump day treat. So I, look. I don't remember what flavors I got. I'm going to do my best because there's two red ones and I'm not exactly sure what they are. So I got peach, watermelon, sour apple, and cherry. And then a mystery. And a mystery red. Which it kind of looks the same as the cherry maybe. It's One of them's a little bit darker it seems. Oh. So it might be like raspberry? There's no way to know. There's I don't no way know, to know. But we're, we're going to give them a shot. <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> you want to do them now? Sure. Real quick. It's you, episode 68. I was sorry to say, do you want to tell them what episode 68 is while I'm sitting here babbling about mega pints and jello? <laughs> okay. It might be a little hint to what we're talking about. Episode 68 is bad celebrities. Mm. So those are your hints for our cases, mm-hmm. mega pints and jello. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, do with that what you will. Which which one do you want to try? Okay, I want peach. Go for it. I want the watermelon one. Oh yeah, totes watermelon. I had to smell it real quick. I've never. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, I just needed to smell it before I put it in my mouth. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's a good roll. <laughs> Quality control. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I've never done um, one of these before. How do you do this? <laughs> is my face red? It feels red. <laughs> well, the way I'm about to describe it is um, making me red as well. Okay. You put it in your mouth. <laughs> and you just... You just pop it in there? You just... <laughs> squeeze it. Squeeze it in there? <laughs> Sploosh it in there. And okay. Take it all. You ready? <laughs> wow. One step further. Yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's strong. Oh my it's god. Re- See, and then you still have a little bit in the tip. You suck it out. So you pull it back. And then you... <laughs> <laughs> you push it real fast. <laughs> Do my eyes get burned? Yeah. Oh, you did good! <laughs> I'm gonna do it one more game. And then you got to suck on it a little bit. Yep. That last little bit ain't coming out. Okay. But you know what? That watermelon was legit. <laughs> that one was cherry. That was really good. That was strong as fuck. The peach one didn't set right or something. It, it won't come out. That it, was so strong. Real. Was your strong? Very or am strong. I just a lightweight? That's a vodka. I'm not a lightweight. That was really strong. That was, They're super strong. Um, Woo! Wow. So there's two left. When I leave, you're opening up that peach one and scraping it out, ain't you? Don't be telling my business to the world. <laughs> you don't know me. She's going to be over the sink <laughs> with a butter knife, getting it all out. 
a bowl. Oh my God. I'm not going to let it drop into the sink and get wasted. Be over top of a mixing bowl. Get it right. I'm going to hold it with my boob. I almost spit my wine. I almost spit my wine. Y'all know. But I know somebody that can do that. Stop it now. <laughs> And this is why I won't do TikTok things with you. <laughs> anyway, go to the socials. Yeah. <laughs> you will not see a picture of somebody holding a bowl with their poop. Sorry. No, that's never going to um, happen. No. Just just go to the socials for the episode pictures and the shenanigans mm-hmm. and hump day treats and spooky places and such. Yeah, we have a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, it's worth it. Is it worth it? Let me work it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, let's just let's just go to work. Okay. Okay. So for episode sixty-eight, bad celebrities, my choice is pure garbage, so you're welcome. I'm gonna do Bill Cosby. You're gonna do Bill Cosby. Ooh, gross no. Um I'm <laughs> I'm giving you the facts on the Bill Cosby case. There How you, about that? Yeah. I don't wanna. Trigger <laughs> warning. Yeah. For um, molestation, sexual assault, rape, oh all God, of the above. Know. Everything but murder. Yeah. No murder. God, he There's is... no murder this week. Positive. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but this motherfucker is pure garbage, so trigger warning. Beep, beep, beep. Um... I like the beep, beep, beep. <laughs> That's better. We're keeping it. I stuck to the facts. And right. I've kept it as short and sweet as I possibly could for the length of time that this ridiculousness has run on. So, yeah. Once again, I saw your original. Mm-hmm. Freaked me out a little bit. It was a lot. It was intimidating. So I am extremely impressed that you were able to <laughs> shrink it down to 6.2 pages. Yeah. <laughs> It was a feat. Bravo. And here we are. Yeah. Okay, so Bill Cosby was America's dad and one of the most loved comedians in the world. Yeah. Suddenly, rumors started flying that soon would show that it turns out he was just a monster in hiding. Around 2015, women started to come forward and speak about being sexually assaulted by Cosby. It didn't take long for the numbers to grow. Bill Cosby has been publicly accused of raping, drugging, coercing, or sexually assaulting as many as 60 women in all in total since 1965. So from 1965 to 2015. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead. Average that out per year. No. I'm going to go ahead and start this off showing the brave women that came forward instead of showing his garbage picture. So... All I could find was where it says the accusers up to number 58. So here's a picture. Oh, my God. Um, some of the women didn't come forward at this time, so we don't have pictures. Okay. But um, obviously, he did not have a type. It was It was just women. He just loved women in general. Because you have younger, older, black, yeah, white, there is blonde, a brunette. diverse variety here. It, yeah, he just he just wanted them all. It's like, oh my god, Ugh. never mind. Say, Anyhow, like a buffet. Yeah, don't put that in there. <sighs> He's garbage. Yeah, 
The Montgomery County District Attorney's Office in Norristown, Pennsylvania, filed the assault charge in relation to accusations that he sexually assaulted Andrea Constand in early 2004. So she's what what really started it off. And the member. Mm -hmm. The statute of limitations were near expiration. In a civil lawsuit, which was eventually settled out of court and the terms not disclosed, Constand accused the famed comedian of battery and assault when she worked at Temple University. Cosby was first publicly accused of assault by Constand more than 10 years previously. He was not initially criminally charged, though. So it got swept under the rug the first time, and she's like, nah. Nah, bruh. Yeah, that's Mm-mm. not going to work. Mm-mm. The turning point came at the end of 2014 after a fellow comedian's remark went viral and dozens of women came forward with claims, some dating back nearly 50 years. On October 16th, 2014, comedian Hannibal Burris made the joke heard around the world. While performing in Cosby's hometown of Philadelphia, he mocked Cosby's public persona. Mm -hmm. And I quote, pull your pants up, black people. I was on TV in the 80s. Yeah, but you rape women, Bill Cosby, so turn the crazy down a couple of notches. Uh, so that happened. Um, ah, no comment. Yeah. Anywho. Yep. Barbara Bowman, who first publicly accused Cosby of sexual assault in 2006 and was a witness at Constan's lawsuit, wrote a story for the Washington Post in November 2014. Quote, Bill Cosby raped me. Why did it take 30 years for people to believe my story? End quote. Uh, that, that is, is, that is those, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a it shame. is. It is. That's that. That's a thing. Do better. <sighs> Garbage. Days later, when asked about the accusations on NPR's Weekend Edition, Cosby stayed silent. His lawyer at the time, John P. Schmidt, later posted a notice to the comedian's website saying Cosby would not be addressing decade-old discredited allegations. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he didn't like deny it, anything. He's no, just, it's just, he doesn't care. Mm-mm. He's not going to waste his time yeah, talking it's, about it's that. It's not important to him. He's not going to waste his time. By the end of November, TV Lamb pulled planned repeats of the Cosby show from its schedule amid all the allegations. NBC and Netflix also set aside projects with the comedian. Meanwhile, the Associated Press releases video of its November 6th interview with Cosby in which he tells the interviewer to scuttle footage of him refusing to comment on the assault charges. That's your birthday. How dare they? <laughs> First off. That, second the off. audacity. The audacity of him asking them to hide the footage of him not responding. On my birthday. <laughs> How dare he? Wait till the 7th, okay? <laughs> <laughs> important Uh it's all garbage okay former nbc employee frank scotty told the new york daily news that he paid off eight women on cosby's behalf sending thousands of dollars in money orders to the women to keep them quiet thousands that's it just thousands cosby's lawyer martin singer told abc news Quote, the new, never-before-heard claims from women who have come forward in the past two weeks with unsubstantiated, fantastical stories about things they say occurred 30, 40, or even 50 years ago have escalated far past the point of absurdity. 
These brand new claims about alleged decades old events are becoming increasingly ridiculous and it is completely illogical that so many people would have said nothing, done nothing, and made no reports to law enforcement or asserted civil claims if they thought they had been assaulted over a span of so many years. End quote. Mm, Fuck you, Martin Singer. Yeah. Oh my God. Like anybody would have listened to them anyway. Mm -hmm. First Mm -hmm. off, there's Mm -hmm. the trauma. And second off, it's women, everyday women, <laughs> mm-hmm. up against America's dad. Exactly. Exactly. Give me a fucking break. Who's, who's going to listen to them? He's got power. He's got money. Mm-hmm. No. Give me a fucking break. No, I, I totally understand why they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Cosby himself told Florida Today, quote, I know people are tired of me not saying anything, but a guy doesn't have to answer to innuendos. People should fact check. People shouldn't have to go through that and shouldn't answer to innuendos. Well, guess what, motherfucker? It's been fact checked. That doesn't even make no damn sense. Answer to innuendos. Assumptions. Yeah, but that don't make no sense. That sentence doesn't make any sense. Answer to innuendos is not a thing. Yeah, because he's claiming, like, I'm not yeah. going to answer to stuff that's not even true. Yeah. So say, but it is. So say that. That's the wrong wording. Answer to innuendos doesn't make any fucking sense. Say answer <laughs> to assumptions. <laughs> <sighs> I get, uh, okay. Fucking Bill Cosby. Okay. You're just going to nitpick this asshole, aren't you? Oh, it's awful. It's so calm, bad. Calm down. You can do it. You can do it. Let's drink some wine. Okay. okay. No. You. <laughs> Look at our bottles. I'm, I'm past the label. I'm like, I'm like a centimeter past the label. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to. Apparently, um, sweet wines make us giggly. Yeah. And the straws make it go down faster. In December 2014, Bill Cosby resigned from Temple University's Board of Trustees. He also decided to break his silence on Twitter to thank Whoopi Goldberg and singer Jill Scott for their support. Fear not, though. Both (laughs) women have since publicly backed off of their support. Thank goodness. Yeah. The Navy also (laughs) announced in a statement to the Associated Press that it is revoking Cosby's title of Honorary Chief Petty Officer, saying allegations of sexual abuse made against the comedian are serious and conflict with the Navy's core values. Cosby told New York Post reporter Stacey Brown that he expects, quote, the black media to uphold the standards of excellence in journalism and stay neutral. Sir. Sir. You just contradicted yourself. Yeah. Not you, him. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it blows me away that he's just like, I'm black, so all the black people got to be on my team. But stay neutral. Yeah. Come on, people. (laughs) He also said his wife, Camille, is standing by him. Camille Cosby spoke out for the first time on December 15th. Quote, the man I met and fell in love with and whom I continue to love is the man you all knew through his work. End quote. He's an actor. Door. Oh, there's another one. Sorry. I got ooh, another quote ooh, from her. Ooh, okay. Let, let's, let's continue the garbage. Okay. Quote, a different man has been portrayed in the media over the last two months. It is the portrait of a man I do not know, end quote. Well, there's the flip. All Which right. All in denial. Everyone's in denial. Mm-hmm. Cosby's daughter, Evan, releases her own statement. Quote, he is the father you thought you knew, she told Access Hollywood. So everybody, well, I say everybody, those two family members are hardcore standing behind him. 
And he has two other daughters and a son that I didn't see anything about them supporting him. Well, people choose what they show you. Mm-hmm. So to them, he may have been. Yeah. But sometimes you have to come to terms with the fact that yeah, even if you think you know somebody, you don't you always don't. know somebody. And you, you honestly You know do. what they choose to let you see. Everybody Ugh. always has a secret side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go look at a picture. <laughs> the one that says Cosby family. Okay. All right. It's a picture of him and his daughter, Evan, that's supporting him and his wife, Camille. So, Titties. yeah. <laughs> yeah, her titties showing. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to... Uh, she's gorgeous. Yeah, she is. He looks fucked up. Uh, yeah, his glasses are crooked. His that, glasses that's are why askew. I paused. I was like, oh, wow, she's he beautiful. He ain't even looking at the camera. I don't know what he's looking at. Are his eyes even, even open? open? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, I, I get wanting to stand by your husband or father. I get that. Yeah. But, but um, <sighs> it's real bad. It's real bad, y'all. It is real bad. So, um, Felicia Rashad, who played his wife, Claire Huxtable, on The Cosby Show, clarifies remarks that she made earlier defending her former co-star. So, if you want to look real quick at another pic that says Cosby Show, here's a picture of Bill Cosby when he was younger with his TV family. I loved this show so much. I did, too. I haven't watched it since. Um, no. I can't do it. No. Mm-mm. Um, it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's so sad because, I mean, I watched this show in its entirety. It's, it was part of my childhood. <laughs> wow. When you, these sitcoms that have been on TV for years and years and years, mm-hmm. stuff that has several seasons, you become so committed to the characters. Yes. Who, who their character is. Who their character is. And so you imagine them as their character. Yeah, you don't think of them as a human with flaws. Mm-hmm. You think of him as Dr. Huxtable, you know, like. Absolutely. And that's why I think there are some actors and actresses that have played on sitcoms that can't ever, that never branch out from that. Because people can't see them as other roles, as other characters. To me, Jennifer Aniston, I mean, she's been super successful, she's but Rachel. she's always Rachel Green. In my mind, she's always Rachel in Green. In every movie I see her in, I'm like, oh, it's so, Rachel. So Rachel's acting. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. So, like, to think of Dr. Huxtable doing something like this is just unreal. Yeah, I, I was very shocked. It's and crazy. at first, I was in denial, too. When, when all of the accusations came out, I was like, y'all need stop, stop They're messing just, with him. Yeah. Stop trying to drag down his reputation. And people just are just thinking, you're bored. Yeah. You Man. want fame or you want his money or, right. you know. I, and I did. I was one of those defenders mm-hmm. at first as well until I was presented the facts. And baby, they, they speak volumes. He did what he did. He did what he did. Yeah. Ugh, it sucks so much. I know. Okay, let's continue. Yeah, here's a quote uh, from Claire Huxtable. Quote, we are really missing what is wrong here, which is this is the United States of America. 
I know it's changing, but it's still the United States of America, and there are tenants that <laughs> that we live by, she told ABC News. There is the Constitution of the United States, which ensures innocence until proof of guilt, and that has not happened. But what has happened is declaration in the media of guilt without proof, and a legacy is being destroyed because of it. It's being obliterated. Ma'am. Like I said, we were presented the facts. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Okay. Jump ahead to July 2015. Court documents from Constan's 2005 lawsuit are released where Cosby admitted to giving a woman quaaludes. Mm-hmm. Cosby said he obtained the drugs with the idea that he would give them to a woman he wanted to have sex with. <laughs> wow. So you just going to go ahead and throw he, that he out there. All right. said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not enough for you? That That's not enough facts and proof right there? Right. Okay. New York Magazine photographed 35 of Cosby's accusers for a stunning cover story where they tell their stories of the alleged assaults and their decision to come forward. Attorney Gloria Allred was hired to represent a number of Cosby's accusers. Cosby then fired his longtime lawyer, Marty Singer, who was one of his most vocal defenders in the press. Yeah. Afterwards, Cosby files a defamation countersuit against seven of the women who had previously accused him of sexual misconduct. Hmm. The now 83-year-old comedian was found guilty by a jury in his retrial over accusations made by formal Temple University employee Andrea Constan. All right. Cosby was retried in a Pennsylvania court on three counts of aggravated indecent assault, stemming from Constan's accusation that the comedian drugged and molested her in 2004 at his home outside of Philadelphia. Yeah. Have a picture real quick of him during the trial. Great. He looks entirely too chipper to be on trial. That's just his face. Oh, I saw some pretty trashy pictures. I mean, that's, I'm used to seeing his face like that. Because <laughs> he looks like he's trying to sell you some Jello or a pudding pop right now. Like he's thinking. Yeah. Oh, I cannot. The jury found mm-hmm. him guilty in a unanimous vote on all three counts. I also have a mm-hmm. picture of his mugshot, so let's go look at that. Mm-hmm. One of his mugshots. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh! You look like shit. Sad. You poor thing. He's so sad. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm just gonna remind you of the whole trigger thing from the beginning. Oh no! Oh, it's the list. Okay, so I found a list. Yep. Okay. And okay, so in most of the cases I have that have multiple victims, I always have so much trouble finding all the names of all the victims. Yeah. Out of 60 accusers, I have 57 names. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to read them all. Do it. They, and des- they deserve it. They all deserve it. And I, um, the list that I found actually had all of their stories in it as well. I'm not sharing all of the stories, but I have picked a few of them to share with you. Okay. Um, just so y'all can see the, the wide variety <laughs> of ridiculousness. Okay. That, that, just how far yeah. he went. Yeah. I I feel like that's necessary. Okay. Here we go. And these, I think the list is in the order of when they came forward. Not like. Not when it happened. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is Louisa Mortiz. Hers happened in 1969. And I have her story. 
Actress Louisa Mortiz claims that she was in a backstage waiting room prior to appearing on The Tonight Show in 1969 when Cosby showed up at the door. Cosby implied that she would become a major star with his help. He then exposed himself, placed his hands behind her head, and forced his penis into her mouth over her resistance. Fuck you, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Don't. Okay. No. Here's some real garbage. He told her, quote, have a taste of this. It will do you good in so many ways. I'm going to make you something incredible. End quote. No. 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 Number two is a woman who chose to go by Dottie. That's not her real name. Okay. Um, Hers happened in 1984. There was Donna Barrett in 2004, Sharon Van Ert in 1976, Pamela Abeda in 1979, Lisa Christie in 1989, a woman going by Elizabeth in 1976, Heidi Thomas in 1984, and I have her story. Okay. Heidi Thomas, a former aspiring model and actress, accused Cosby of forcing himself upon her in the late 1980s. She claimed she was instructed by her agency to visit Cosby, who was performing at Harris Hotel and Casino in Reno. Oh, my God. He could give her pointers on acting. She performed a monologue for him, after which he told her to do a read as a drunk person. Quote, how are you ever going to play an intoxicated person if you've never been drunk, Cosby said. Then he gave her a glass of Chablis. That's when she says things got foggy. With a quaalude? Uh, Maybe. Possibly. Mm-hmm. According to Thomas, she woke up to find Cosby in bed with her. The comedian was naked and forcing himself into her mouth. Gross. There was Linda Ridgeway White Deer in the early 1970s. Colleen Hughes in the early 1970s. And I have her story. American Airlines flight attendant Hughes met Cosby on a flight to Los Angeles, and he invited her to lunch afterwards. She changed in his Beverly Hills hotel room, but when she emerged, Hughes claimed that Cosby was drinking champagne out of her shoe. (gasps) There were also glasses of champagne, and Cosby handed her one. The last thing Hughes claimed to remember was Cosby attempting to hold her hand, after which she woke up hours later. Quote, my clothes were thrown all over the room, and I felt semen on the small of my back and all over me. Bill obviously did not use a condom, end quote. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There was Eden Turrell in 1989, Lily Bernard in the early 1990s, Sammy Mays in the mid-1980s, Margie Shapiro in 1975, Sonny Wells in the mid-1960s, Linda Brown in 1969, and I have her story. Brown said she first met Cosby after shooting a Wonder Bra commercial in Toronto in 1969. Brown, then 22, said the comedian took her to dinner, but instead of taking her home afterward, he took her to his hotel hotel room to give her a gift. Hmm. He then went into the other room, got me a soft drink, and then he said he needed to make a call. I took a sip and blacked out, she said. When I awakened, I was naked in the bed beside him. I had no idea how my clothes came off or how and why I was in his bed. I was shocked and had no clue as to how I got there or why Mr. Cosby was beside me under the covers naked. I couldn't move or speak, she added. I felt paralyzed. He flipped me over and sexually assaulted me. I felt like a rag doll and like a real-life blow-up doll for him. Uh, <sighs> and okay. there's more. 
Lisa Lott Lublin was in 1989, Helen Gumpel in 1987, Sandra Ladd after 1969, Linda Kirkpatrick in 1981, Rebecca Lynn Neal in 1986, a woman who goes by Casey in the 1990s, Catherine May McKee in 1974, a woman who goes by Lisa in 1988. We have Chloe Goins in 2008. This is so, too many. This is a newer one. Oh, we, we're not even halfway through. It's it's too many. Okay. This is a newer account. Ugh. Okay. Model Chloe Goins alleges that Cosby sexually assaulted her in 2008 at the Playboy Mansion. He mm. was a frequent flyer. Oh, Playboy yes, Mansion. he was. Yes, absolutely. A lawsuit filed describes the comedian as a serial rapist and accuses him of drugging and assaulting, assaulting Goins during a party at the mansion. The nature of these activities establishes a history of a serial rapist that has been conducting these horrendous activities against women for over the last 40 years, the lawsuit states. After consuming a drink that he gave her, the model felt sick and dizzy before blacking out. What a dick. Miss Goins awoke to find that her breasts were wet and sticky oh, as bro. if someone had been licking them, and Cosby was biting one of her toes as he crouched at the end of the bed. Feet. Feet. There was Beverly Johnson in the mid-1980s, Helen Hayes in 1973. Um, I hope I'm saying her name right. Sheila Lasha in 1986. Judy Huth in 1974, and I have her story. Judy Huth filed a lawsuit against Cosby claiming he committed sexual battery against her in 1974 when she was 15 years old. Okay. In her lawsuit, Huth alleges to have met Cosby during a movie shoot at the park. From there, she said he invited her to his tennis club, which turned into a game of drinking billiards. Of course. Huth claims that the sexual battery occurred when Cosby took her to the Playboy Mansion, instructing her to pretend she was 19. The suit says that Huth and Cosby went to a bedroom where, he, uh, where the alleged assault took place. While at the Playboy Mansion, she told Cosby that she needed to use the bathroom. The lawsuit read, um, Cosby directed her to the bathroom within a bedroom suite near the game room. Of course. When she emerged from the bathroom, she found Cosby sitting on the bed. He asked her to sit beside him. He then proceeded to sexually molest her by attempting to put his hand down her pants and then taking her hand in his hand and performing a sex act on himself without her consent. Not okay. Not okay. Mm -mm. Not okay. Not okay. All right. We then have Jennifer Thompson in 1988, Jewel Allison in the late 1980s, Christina Rooley in 1965, Joyce Emmons in the early 1980s, Linda Joy Traits in 1969, Angela Leslie in 1992, Victoria Valentino in 1970, and I have her story. And this, like, they're all garbage, but this girl, all of these women are queens, but this girl, okay. Okay. Former Playboy playmate Victoria Valentino said she and a female friend met Cosby for wine and steaks at a restaurant called Sneaky Pete's in mm -hmm. 1970. She claims the comedian gave her drugs while they were there. He was trying to cheer me up and he stuck a pill in my mouth, Valentino told Washington Post in a video. Um, he said, this will make us all feel better. They took the pills and then headed back to an apartment near the Chateau Marmont in West Hollywood. Once there, she said she got nauseous while her friend passed out near Cosby, who she said had an erection. I reached out grabbing him, trying to get his attention, trying to distract him. She was saving her friend. Oh, my God. He came over to me and sat down on the love seat and opened his fly and grabbed my head and pushed my head down. And then he turned me over. 
It was like a waking nightmare, she said. Uh, She protested, but he didn't stop. Valentino said Cosby raped her and then left the scene. She never called the police because she feared they wouldn't believe her. What kind of credibility did I have? In those days, it was always the rape victim who wound up being victimized. You didn't want to go to the police. Yep. Her and her friend were trying to have fun with a celebrity. Yep. Partying. And then once she realized what was going to happen, she saved her friend. And in turn, it happened to her. And then she was too scared to say anything because this is how people treat rape victims. It's all garbage. Do better. Do better. Um, Carla Ferrigno in 1967, who is, uh, the Hulk's wife, Lou Ferrigno's wife. Yeah. Um, Renita Cheney Hill in the 1980s, Michelle Hurd in the mid 1990s, Therese Serenice in 1976, supermodel Janice Dickinson in 1982. Yeah. And I have her story. Oh God. Janice Dickinson, former America's Next Top Model, great show, judge, (sighs) uh, claimed the, I know. By the way. She is. Queen. She's a mess and a half, but I love her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she claimed the comedian sexually assaulted her in 1982. The now 59-year-old reality star said she was on a trip in Bali when Cosby contacted her and urged her to come to Lake Tahoe where he was performing. According to Dickinson, the comedian then dangled the prospect of work in front of her. According to the former, mo- former model and television personality, Cosby gave her wine and a pill, which caused her to pass out. Shocker. Yeah. However, Dickinson claims that she does have a recollection of being sexually assaulted by Cosby. Oh, God. The next morning I woke up and I wasn't wearing my pajamas. And I remember before I passed out that I had been sexually assaulted by this man, Dickinson claimed. Before I woke up in the morning, the last thing I remember was Cosby in a patchwork robe, dropping his robe and getting on top of me. Gross. And I remember a lot of pain. The next morning I remember waking up with my pajamas off and there was semen in between my legs. Okay. So aside from all his other garbage, he never used protection. Ever. There was Joan Tarshis in 1969, Barbara Bowman in 1985, Beth Ferrier in 1984, Tamara Green in the 1970s, Andrea Constand in 2004, and I have her story. This is the one who he was actually convicted for. Yeah. In 2004, Andrea Constan filed a lawsuit against Cosby for sexual assault. She claimed he drugged her in 2004 at his Pennsylvania mansion. The legal documents filed claimed he rubbed her breasts and genital areas and digitally penetrated her, Mm. meaning with his finger, according to ABC News. Constan later reported the incident to the Durham, Ontario police, but charges were never filed. Bowman was asked to testify against the comedian, which she agreed to do, but was unable to take the stand after the case was settled out of court. Cosby repeatedly denied Constan's claims, but Pennsylvania prosecutors twice prosecuted him on the assault charges. Okay, I know I'm supposed to slow down on my drinking, but... Just go for it, boo-boo. I, I got it. Mm-hmm. We're on number 47. Mm-hmm. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. Lachelle Covington in 2000. Autumn Burns, about 1970. Donna Motzinger in 1971. Charlotte Fox in the 1970s. Sean Upshaw Brown in the mid-1970s. Marcella Tate in 1975. Sarita Butterfield, Christmas Eve, nineteen seventy-seven. Y'all, oh. y'all, y'all. I got I had to read this one. I know this one. After modeling for Playboy when she was twenty-two in nineteen seventy-seven, Sarita Butterfield said she received an invitation to have dinner with Cosby and his family on Christmas Eve that year. It's fucked up. 
She was at his home in Massachusetts with his wife Camille and children present when Cosby aggressively kissed and groped her breast and other parts of her body. I tried to fend him off and say, stop, get off of me, your family is here, but he ignored my pleas until I began to get louder. Then he stopped. He had a look on his face like he did nothing wrong, but then he was like an animal that had preyed on me and got caught. Yep. (sighs) No. Of course, he was out of the sight of his wife and children. Yeah. Butterfield said in a statement through her lawyer, Gloria Allred. Um. Then there was Patricia Leary Stewart in 1978 and 1980, PJ Maston in 1979, Janice Baker Kenny in May 1982, Lisa Jones in the 1980s, and then we have three unidentified Jane Doe's that didn't come forward. Oh, so these poor babies. All of you women are queens. Yep, for speaking out. Good job. And saving other women because this type of person would never stop. He would never stop. No, he was obviously not mm-hmm. going to stop. So you guys coming forward is what what stopped the madness. I hate that it took so long. Yeah. But in situations like this, it just takes that one person to be strong enough to come forward. Yeah. And then you see how all of them were like, well, she's brave enough to do it. So, okay. So, I'll I'll do do it. it. And there's always strength in numbers. So, you know. Absolutely. That's a scary thing, but you all did it. And I'm so proud of you guys. Because, of course, they're all listening right now. (laughs) Well, why wouldn't they be? So, if you guys want uh, more details, Mm -hmm. there is a podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts called Chasing Cosby. Hosted by an investigative reporter, Nikki Egan. Um, is she related to Daisy Egan? Um, I don't know, but if she is, then she's Foxy. (laughs) But it's 11 episodes long and it's phenomenal because in, when all this happened in 2004, I was just graduating high school. So I was watching the news, but I wasn't really paying attention to the news. So I didn't know all the details of this garbage. And I came across that podcast one day and I was just, I was in it. So if y'all want, you know, to hear more details about everything, I recommend you chase, chasing, checking out that podcast, <laughs> Chasing Cosby. God, he just makes me so mad. I know he's garbage, but it sucks to tell the shitty stories like this. But if you don't tell the shitty stories like this, then nobody How will like, change happen. Yes. How will we know? Mm-hmm. We have to do better. Do better. Well, before you start yours, do you want to do another jello shot? All right. Okay. Um, so I'll do the other cherry one, or do you want to do that? Cherry or green apple? I'll let you be the choice because I'll be happy with either. Fuck it. I'll do sour apple. All right. Here we go. Ready? Yep, it's strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> we both smelled it that time. I got to smell it. All right, whole thing, right? Ready, go. <clears throat> Mental note, for $3 at Daiquiri Express, you can get fucked up. Fucked up. But dude, the fl- that green apple was real, or sour apple, yeah. tasted like a Jolly Rancher. For reals. It was good. So, um, if you haven't guessed, the Jell-O connection was for, um, Brittany's case. Yeah. 
my mega pint connection is it might not be what you may have first thought. Johnny Depp is not the bad celebrity in this one. Johnny Depp is everything. We love him. So yeah. <laughs> that was a tribute to him. And I'm talking about his ex-wife, Amber Heard. <laughs> Are you ready Here for this show? Yep. Okay. So Amber Heard was born in Austin, Texas, the middle child of three daughters of internet researcher Patricia Page. Already. There I am. Patricia. And construction company owner David Clinton Heard. Her father trained horses in his free time, and she grew up riding horses, hunting, and fishing with him. Okay. Typical Texas gal. Right. Typical. She... (laughs) Also typical. She also participated in beauty pageants. There it is. Although, as an adult, she has said that she could no longer support the objectification. Yep. Raised Catholic, she began identifying as an atheist at the age of 16 after her best friend died in a car crash. Oh, my goodness. The following year, no longer comfortable in conservative God-fear in Texas, Mm. Amber dropped out of her Catholic high school to pursue an acting career in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yes. She got her film debut in the movie Friday Night Lights in 2004. After that movie, she went on to work in many other films like North Country, <laughs> All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, Pineapple Express, <laughs> Zombieland. Yep. She also had various television appearances in shows like The O.C. What? What? I've mentioned it in the podcast I know before. nothing about The O.C. Um, Criminal Minds. I know that one. Californication and Hidden Palms. I, I, don't I don't know. Some other films Heard was in during the earlier stages of her career were The Stepfather. I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. That's the one with the dude from Nip Tuck, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Ward, Drive Angry, Syrup, <laughs> and Three Days to Kill. <laughs> um, what the fuck is Syrup? I don't know, but I may have. I really Hold on. I got to Google it. What okay, the fuck Google is Syrup? Because I didn't, I was like, that's a lot of movies. I like that, though. <laughs> Movie. Syrup. <laughs> a low-ranking market exec hatches a surefire idea and needs the help of a brainy co-worker to keep it safe from corporate spies. It's a drama comedy. It's a dramedy. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm good on that. I don't think I'm going to add that one to the list. Nah. <clears throat> Y'all are good on that. One big role that the actress is known for is playing Mira in Aquaman with <laughs> Jason Momoa. Oh. Hi. He's single. Yeah, but his hair's gone now. I don't give a shit. I, I give I give shits. <laughs> I, I will still lick his abs. Ma'am, get it together. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Get it together. I'm sorry, but um, his hair was a big thing for me. I mean, I do love when he does the hair flip. When he puts his hair in a bun. (laughs) How can he put his hair in a better bun than I can? I don't know, but I want him to teach me. How do you get it to look that good? And he Uh, doesn't even try. Effortless. Ridiculous. I just can't even. Okay. Moving on. 
So Jason Momoa. Uh-huh. Um, she also plays the character in the 2017 Justice League and in um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. She is in the Aquaman sequel, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, that is set to come out in 2023. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Even though her appearance in the Aquaman sequel has become controversial after the legal situation with her and Johnny Depp. Uh-huh. So in 2011, she played Chenault in The Rum Diary. She and Johnny met during the filming of the movie. They were both actually in relationships at the time, but eventually started dating in 2012. They first met in his office. Like, she went to go just meet him, and she was like, oh, my God, I'm a nobody. And he's this big, famous actor. And he's Johnny fucking Depp. And he's fucking Johnny (laughs) Depp. She said they talked about poetry and books and music, and he just totally charmed her. I mean, (laughs) I'm charmed, and I haven't even met the dude. (laughs) Okay, but... Here's the real serious question. What? Was he wearing eyeliner? God, I hope so. I like to imagine. Every time I picture him, it's, it's him with, with eyeliner. eyeliner. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. All right. We're on the same page. Yeah. She said when they did actually reconnect, it was instant. I felt like there was an electricity to the room. When she got up to leave, she testified that Depp grabbed both sides of her face and he kissed me and I kissed him back. Oh, my. According to her, for the rest of the press tour, it was on. (laughs) Well, all right. (laughs) The pair got married in 2015, but got divorced two years later. Okay. They have been in a huge legal battle since uh, she wrote an op-ed for the Washington Post, implying that she was abused by Johnny. Here we go. Okay. So beginning on May 4th of this year, Amber took the sand in Johnny Depp's 50 million, 50 million defamation lawsuit against her. She's also countersuing him, seeking $100 million in damages. $100 million. (laughs) With the pinky. (laughs) Yeah, it was there. I'm so proud. (laughs) During her testimony, the actress discussed their romance and alleged abusive behavior in private. Before court began, she was asked, like, why? So, she said, I'm here because my ex-husband is suing me for an op-ed I wrote. She said, "Um, I struggle to find the words on how painful this is. This is horrible for me to sit here for weeks and relive everything here with people that I knew. Some well, some not. This is the most painful and difficult thing I've ever gone through, for sure. Okay, this op-ed that that everybody's talking about. She wrote an essay for the Washington Washington Post in which she described herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse. Although the article never mentioned Depp by name, his attorneys previously said in court documents that her op-ed was all part of an elaborate hoax. Okay. Uh, So Depp's lawyers argued that she ruined his reputation by choosing to lie about him for her own personal benefit. On May 5th, a spokesperson for Depp reacted to Heard's two days of testimony. As Mr. Depp's counsel correctly predicted in their opening statements last month, Ms. Heard did indeed deliver the performance of her life in her direct examination. While Ms. Heard's stories had continued to grow new and convenient details, Mr. Depp's recollections 
have remained exactly the same throughout the six painful years since their, her first allegations were made. I will say this. He did handle himself well during the trial. Mm-hmm. Because I would have come crawling over that bench. You fucking lying bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He, he was well composed. So here's a few highlights from the trial. Okay. You ready? Yeah. So she explains why she, why she filed for divorce. Despite reading books, attending therapy, and visiting Alcoholics Anonymous in hopes of improving her relationship, she said that she had no choice but to end her marriage to Depp in May 2016. I knew I wouldn't survive it if I didn't, so I filed for divorce, she said. I knew that I would literally not survive. She said the stress of her marriage led her to losing hair and experiencing panic attacks. I really didn't want to leave him, she added. I loved him so much, but I couldn't do that one thing. I couldn't stay. She recalls the first time that he allegedly hit her. During her testimony, she recalled a moment in which she was sitting on the couch with him and asked a question about his famous arm tattoo. Why no forever? Mm-hmm. What came next, she alleged, was a violent interaction that the act- actress will never forget. He slapped me across the face and I laughed. She said, I laughed because I didn't know what else to do. I thought this must be a joke because I didn't know what was going on. Okay, I I can totally see that. Yeah. I mean, if you get slapped out of the blue, you're kind of going, was that a joke? Was this serious? What? Yeah. What just happened? She said she stared at him thinking that he was going to start laughing too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that. But according to her, he proceeded to slap her again. As a woman, she testified, I had never been hit like that. She later said that he got down on his knees and apologized for his actions while crying. Okay. So Depp's lawyers questioned her um, physical injuries, obviously. When his legal team began cross-examining her on May 16th, they presented the actress with numerous photos of her following incidents of the you know, alleged abuse. When asked if she could see any visible signs of injury, Heard responded, none that you could see. She so did, she's saying not physical injury, but like, mental, like mental yeah, emotional injuries? Yeah. Well, yes and no. Because there there are incidences like where and it comes later, but I'll go ahead and say it. Some of the photos that she took after she was hit in the face or whatever, it it was a little pink. But it wasn't an injury. Okay. It wasn't significant enough to be called an injury. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what none that you can see is referring to as okay. well. So Depp's attorney further asked why there were no visible injuries on her face after she testified to the actor frequently hitting her while wearing rings on his fingers. She responded that she was wearing makeup in several of the photos and said that she used ice to reduce swelling on her injuries. Okay, but if you're purposefully taking a picture of an injury, why would you cover it with makeup or put ice on it to reduce the swelling before you took the picture of the injury? That doesn't make any sense. And if somebody hit you with a ring on, it's going to leave a visibly mm-hmm. noticeable mark. Yeah. A cut or something that you won't be able to cover up oh, with yeah. makeup. It'd probably cut you. Yeah. It probably would. Huh. So she testified how she allegedly covered the bruises with makeup. 
her lawyer asked whether her client would cover up any alleged bruises or cuts when going out in public. She said, I'm typically photographed in L.A. when I leave the house, paparazzi type of photographs. So I always, I'm, you know, somewhat aware of that anyway. She said, and no woman wants to walk around the house with a bruise on her face. She said, if she did have a bruise on her face or somewhere visible, she said, it's important to have ice to reduce any swelling recommended Arnica cream as a remedy. Yeah, she's got it all figured out. Yeah. And then she goes into like what, what she has a bruise kit. Okay. She calls it her bruise kit. Um, there's a list of the exact cosmetics that she uses. Okay. That she's um, promoting. Okay. It's a bruise kit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I'm just going to skip through the rest of that bullshit. Yeah. So. There's the question of the um, $7 million donations to charity that mm-hmm. she was supposed to do. So when she received a $7 million divorce settlement from Johnny, she publicly vowed to donate the money to charity, including the ACLU and Children's Hospital in Los Angeles. She previous, previously testified that she had pledged the entirety of the settlement, but Camille argued with her, <laughs> Depp's lawyer, um, there's a video of this. Okay. Camille went after her ass. Okay. Okay. Because when I say the word pledged, like that was such an argument. Camille was like, okay, so you haven't paid it. And Amber kept coming back with, yes, I have pledged it. And Camille's like, no, 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 no. Have you paid it? No, I have not been able to make those, you know, happen yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it's, it's a thing. I'll try, I'll find oh the God. video and I'll post it because damn Camille was like, bitch, <laughs> I said, did you pay it? Not did you pledge it? And Amber was like, well, pledge and donate mean the same thing to me. But no, no, but no. <laughs> um, so now she, she hasn't actually still paid it saying that the pledging is not how donations are paid. I, I, is what Camille said. Like, yeah. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my opinions and I have no words. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep going. So she shares how the public divorce impacted her career. Like I already said, Aquaman two ain't looking so good for Amber. They're cutting her out All little right. by little. She blames. <laughs> You ready for this one? Mm -hmm. The poop incident. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) When court resumed on May 16th, after a week-long break, she denied under oath that she was the one who left feces in Johnny's bed in 2016. Instead, the actress blamed the act on Depp's dog, Boo. Aw, Boo. She had eaten Johnny's weed when she was a puppy and had bowel control issues for her entire life, among some other issues, she told the jury. Oh, my God. We, on the regular, had to take her to the vet to try to figure out what was wrong with this dog. I've never met a dog that was quite like this. Well, we've never met one quite like you as well, honey. (laughs) She testified that Boo liked to burrow in the bed and would sleep with the couple. She also said that she had to leave her in the bed so she wouldn't be encouraged to go to the bathroom. 
which would happen almost immediately when she put her down on the floor. And sometimes it happened in the bed too. Okay. I, I have one thing to say. I have one th- well, I have two things to say. Okay. I have two things to say. Okay. If your dog has bowel issues yeah. and they're shitting all over the place, put a yep. fucking diaper on the mm-hmm. dog. Mm-hmm. First off. Second off, there is a humongous difference between dog poop and people poop. Do you do you want to know what kind of dog Boo is? What kind of dog is Boo? A Yorkie. There is a big <laughs> difference between Yorkie poop and people poop. Huge. Oh my fuck. Huge. Oh my fuck. Huge difference. Okay. Okay, so Johnny previously testified that he believed she was the one who let the feces on his bed. Shortly after the incident, he said he approached her about getting a divorce. Well, yeah, if she's shitting in your bed. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my so god. the poop. He, <laughs> the poop of it all. <laughs> I watched I watched the video of him talking about it. Good. And they asked him what his initial reaction was and he said honestly, I laughed because there's shit in there's your bed. shit in your bed. I mean ha- I mean I probably sit there and go what the wait, <laughs> what what? Honestly, I would have just turned around and walked out and been like, no, 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 not doing this right now. Oh, God. But he was like, look, these are little dogs. They they have more than one dog, but they're all little. Uh He said he picks up their shit all the time. He knows what their shit looks like. Yeah. There's photos. Oh, there's poop photos. I don't have them in here, but there's photos. I didn't feel like looking at shit on a bed. If you want to Google it, you can Google it. Okay. But it's gross. I'm going to have to Google it because I I'm, Go ahead. I need to make an opinion. Here. Go ahead. Poop. <laughs> I'll throw it in there. Screw it. I'll throw it in there. Amber Heard. Amber Heard shits the bed. <laughs> Saturday Night Live did a skit Amber called Heard. Amber Turd. <laughs> shits the bed. I'm literally going to Google it. That's a people poop. That's not a dog poop. That's a people poop. <laughs> That's a people poop. That's a people poop. All right. I've said poop entirely too many times. It's it's time to move on from So at first she denied it, but now she claims that it was a hoax. Honey bunny? That, where'd you get the poop from then? No, she she's admitting it was hers, but it was a, she, a it, practical joke gone horribly wrong. How is that funny? You just shit in your own bed. Ma'am. Ma'am? She made Ma'am. the effort to take a shit and collect it and put it on the bed. Okay. I'm just going to leave it at that. So, <laughs> she used to take photos of him, like, passed out. And she'd, oh take, she'd take videos of him randomly around the house, um, trying to catch him doing coke and other stuff. Uh, one video that he was talking about, he was like, yeah, we had just gotten into a fight. And supposedly she was videoing me because she was scared to death. If you're scared to death, you're not going to sit there and video somebody. Right. You're going to run. You're going to run and hide. Uh, So. Yeah. uh, Okay. Also, supposedly, he was trying to keep her from working. She said he would get upset when he learned about his, her making, or taking meetings and auditions. He was going to keep her from syrup. He was going to keep her from (laughs) syrup. How dare he? That was a great movie. (laughs) Haven't you seen it? (laughs) It was a hit. Fucking syrup. 
If any of y'all have seen Syrup, please I'm enlighten so me. I'm sorry. I'm really not trying to be disrespectful. I just cannot. If you've seen Syrup, please tell me about Ooh, it. Please message Please tell us. me about it. Okay. So, yeah. He, he finds something that had been sent to me to consider auditioning for, and he blew up at me. She testified in court. What he said to me is that I didn't tell him and that I didn't ask him. No. No. She also admitted to hitting Johnny. Don't hit my man. What are you doing? During her testimony on May 5th, she recalled accusing Depp of cheating on her with a woman he had been with years prior. She had her suspicions um, after he had been in the woman's home. I immediately confronted him about it. I didn't care in that moment if he killed me. Oh, ma'am. After yelling obscenities at Johnny, she went into a neighboring penthouse where her sister Whitney was staying. At that penthouse, Amber said a struggle occurred between the couple. She swung at him. Okay, here's the reason she swung at him. Because Whitney was standing with her back to the staircase. And Johnny was supposedly about to swing at her sister. And all she could think about was the Kate Moss incident where Johnny pushed Kate Moss down the stairs. Google that. I don't have time for that shit. Do it on your own. (laughs) There was a whole thing with that. Okay. Which was bullshit as well. So she felt necessary to defend her sister. And so she swung at Johnny. And she says, in all my relationship to date with Johnny, I hadn't landed a blow for the okay, first time. Okay, so you've time. tried to hit him. You just yeah. haven't landed one. Okay. But for the first time, I hit him. I actually hit him square in the face. Heard oh. said Dept looked stunned and then laughed at me. And then he hit me again. These motherfuckers are just toxic. They just talk. Look, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it needed to end. Mm-hmm. There were mistakes by both parties. Mm-hmm. I will not deny that. What both of them went through was horrible. They toxic Not as fuck. just yeah. her. They traumatized each the other. The whole thing was horrible. So I'm not trying to disregard anything that this woman went through or domestic abuse or anything like that. Yeah. Please don't take it that way. She obviously has some issues and it's proven. I hope she... Can recover. Yeah. I really do. Get help. You have, But she did some crazy shit that's really freaking funny. She got $7 million. She has the means to get help. Get help, Amber Heard. No, she's going to donate it to charity. Okay. So she also alleges that Johnny uh, injured her nose after the 2014 Met Gala. After attending, um, she said that he accused her of flirting with another woman. She identifies as bisexual. When the couple returned to the hotel after the event, she alleged that in her testimony that he became violent. He threw a bottle at me. It missed me, but it hit the chandelier. At some point, he just whacked me in the face. I was unsure what what the feeling was, but I suspected I had a broken nose. She later found out her nose was simply bruised. Okay. Well, look, she threw a bottle at him, too, and it ended up severing his finger. Oh, my fuck. Yeah. They need to calm down. They have a thing about bottles. Apparently. There's another incident about a bottle. Okay. Where supposedly 
after an argument, I believe it may have been when it was either honeymoon or like first started dating, something like that. So anyways, he forced her to, um, he inserted a bottle into her vagina. Oh no, thank you, please. Just put the bottle down. So Amber said that, um, Johnny accused her of cheating on him with a, a few people. One of those is, uh, James Franco. Let's, let's, I haven't showed you any photos yet because I didn't highlight because most of my photos are of Johnny Depp. But James Franco. But let's pause for a sec to go look at James Franco. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, ma'am. I scrolled through so many photos. And this is how I like to, this is how I picture him. Mm-hmm. Hi. Oh, and that last one, he looks like Skeet Ulrich. Maybe that's why I love Skeet Ulrich so much. Yeah. Because they look alike. There's a few where him and Skeet, like, really resemble each other. We're talking about Johnny, not Frank, not James. Oh, yeah. Sorry. sorry um, we got to cut that out. And then out. there's <laughs> James Franco. No, you ain't got to cut that out. <laughs> We're getting distracted. Don't, don't ruin my visions of don't a throuple let- with Johnny Depp and <laughs> Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> Let's throw James into it, too. Fuck it. Why not? Oh, my God. Um, While we're there, you want to go see Amber? Yeah. Well, I mean. Might as well. Bitches be cray, but she's fucking gorgeous. But she's gorgeous. She is fucking gorgeous. All the crazy ones are, guys. Usually a. This is just like pictures of beautiful Hollywood people. They're all beautiful. Where's Jason Momoa? Where's the Aquaman poster? the fuck is happening amanda i got distracted by johnny depp there's captain jack sparrow you know stop it stop looking at the photo you never told me what i was supposed to look at so i looked at everything we're supposed to be looking at amber hurt oh there is a picture of amber and johnny together okay you want to scroll down to that i see it okay but why is he wearing his hat like that don't do that put a fedora this is not this is not my favorite photo of him um no because why she dressed him that day. He didn't dress himself in that. I don't. Night. I'm. I'm. Put your fedora please, on, Please, Johnny. Love. Please tell me you didn't dress yourself that day. If you did, were you intoxicated? Because I will forgive you for that one. Put your fedora on, love. Please. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we're just both James Franco. Distracted. James, James Franco. Franco at the top. There we go. Um, when Heard filmed the Adderall Diaries with Franco in 2014, he. Supposedly, Johnny became more suspicious that she was having an affair with her co-star. He hated James Franco, Amber said, and was already accusing me of having a relationship with him in the past because we already did Pineapple Express together. You okay, know, that look. movie is so crazy. I love, <laughs> I that, love movie. that movie so much. The first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck are my eyes landing on right now? Pretty much. I was not crazy about it. Then I watched it again Uh-huh. Um, with substantial... Dantial party favors and was like, this love is the party shit. Favors. This is the shit. Yeah. And now, now it's my jam. I love that movie. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. But yeah, you should definitely watch it with party favors mm-hmm. to appreciate it. Yep. Um, James was also their next door neighbor. Shut the fuck up. Oh, they was totally fucking. No, they were besties. No, that's easy access. No, they were totally friends. <laughs> she was totally fucking James Franco. <laughs> There's video of them in the elevator of their house on security camera somewhere. Doing what? He was just touching her face. 
Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. Amber Heard, go fuck James Franco and leave Johnny Depp alone. For us. Boy. So after that incident, when Amber and Depp reunited on a private plane, the actress claimed that she was attacked in front of others. In her testimony, she said that Johnny slapped her, and when she tried to walk away, the actor kicked her in the back. She said she caught herself on the floor, and she thought to herself, I don't know what to do. I can't believe he he just kicked me. Like, kind of collecting her thoughts. So, if this is happening in front of other people, how come nobody else is saying anything? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody else has spoke up and said, yes, um, I saw this. They've always said, no, it it wasn't. That's not exactly what had happened was. <laughs> yeah. And you would think, I mean, it's not like, I mean, they're both famous, influential people. So... Mm-hmm. It's not like she's an average Joe and he's Johnny Depp, you know? Right, right. I don't know. Shit's cray. All of it is. Um, you know, he, he said in his testimony that um, he denied being drunk and hitting her. And also, James has not publicly commented on speculation of a romance between himself and Amber. Because it wasn't romantic. He was, he was just having sex with her. Well... The night in question that they're talking about, I think it was May 21st, out of all the stuff I read, Amber was the type of person that exhausted all of her friends with her sob stories. So James was pretty much the only one she had left, and he came over to console her, and it's fine, shut up, bitch. <laughs> they're there. You're fine. You're fine, pat, pat. And I think maybe... She may have tried some things, and that may be why he's like, mm, no, I, okay. leave me out of this. Okay, so if all this bad stuff happened, why stay with Johnny? Because according to her, which is um, objection hearsay, <laughs> which is another incident from the trial, <laughs> if um, if you've watched any of it, <laughs> our lawyer... <laughs> Was questioning Johnny. And Johnny was like, you know, according to Amber, because when Amber was testifying, there was constant objection, hearsay, constant, 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 like every five minutes. So, <laughs> okay, let me just say it. All right. So Johnny was t saying something about what Amber said. And her attorney, while he was questioning Johnny, objected on himself as hearsay. Sir. So that's why I threw that in there. Objection hearsay. Because her own attorney objected oh, himself. Oh, my God. And the judge was like, you, you're you the one that asked the question. He's like, oh, oh, my God, my bad. Sir. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Out of all the moments to have a fuck up. You're going to do it in Look, the middle of this misspoken. high profile we, We've drama. all had that moment, okay? But this, he objected to himself. Steve. <laughs> Steve. He objected himself, Steve. <laughs> Steve, open another bottle. Have you seen the drama on the case? Have you seen how far I am to my wine bottle, ma'am? <laughs> I am 
halfway in, which is, that I'm means I'm up. two and a half glasses. No, no, one and a half. Because we, we determined that it's about three glasses yeah. per bottle. So why did she stay with Johnny? Because she said when he was good, he was really, really good. And he was the Johnny that she fell in love with. And she she put him in rehab and he'd get better and then he'd go bad again. So, I don't know. Y'all, y'all be the judge. Um, toxic relationship. This whole thing. The was whole just thing is toxic. Toxic. The whole thing is bad. And they, they had money, so they made a thing of it in the divorce. Let's go look at pictures of Johnny. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you noticed that I included a picture of him and Winona? Yes. Because, because that was fabulous. I love them together so much. Yes. Bring it back. Mm-hmm. Winona and Johnny. Wino forever. I'm here for that. Mm. Okay, but the first picture, that most recent campaign ad thing. Oh, oh my God. I know. I came across that one. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> ooh, baby. I'm here for it's that like, shit. Like, yep, picking that one. Mm-hmm. Here for that shit. Let's just go in order. Okay. And he got a guitar in his hand. Oh, my Sir. God. I know. I know. Sir. Okay. <laughs> and there's James Franco with his shirt open. Yeah. And there's Johnny with the tinted glasses. Mm-hmm. Here for that. Mm-hmm. And there he is again. You know, no matter what length his hair is, it's always fabulous. And I've got him in various stages. Uh-huh. You're welcome. <sighs> the cheekbones. The oh, cheekbones. Captain Jack Sparrow. It's what he reminds me of in that next one. And then there's oh, girl, the fedora. I'm just like, I'm flipping. I'm just flipping. Have you ever seen Crybaby? Mm-mm. Um, the, the photo of him after the fedora hat Mm -hmm. is how he looked in Crybaby. Okay. Yeah. I never saw that. Then there's Jack Sparrow. Then there's Edward Scissorhands. Then there's 21 Jump Street. Mm Mm-hmm. Then there's Johnny and Winona. Then there's Johnny as Willy Wonka. (laughs) Okay, y'all. Fuck you. No, no, no. I can't tell it. (laughs) Whatever. I can tell it. I included the Willy Wonka photo for you and me. <laughs> okay, I'll keep it to myself. It's fine. You can. T- you can okay, well then I'm going to tell it. Okay, so this Monday at lunch at work, me and Amanda and Delena uh, were talking about the beautifulness that is Johnny Depp on yes. our way to the gym one day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Delena's like, "I want Edward Scissorhands, Johnny Depp." Yeah. And I was like, "I want Captain Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp." Oh yeah. And Amanda's like, "I don't even care. I'll take Willy Wonka, Johnny Depp." <laughs> I was like, man, that's too many teeth for one head. I do not that care. That is a severe bob. That is I scary. I don't even care. I don't even care. But that next picture, though. But that next picture is my favorite. Mm-hmm. The black and white. Oh, yeah. Disturbed look. Oh, yeah. Baby, let me fix your problems. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that last picture, though. Oh. He looks like Skeet Ulrich, I swear. He's he's topless. <laughs> he's totally topless. You're welcome. Thanks, friend. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the photo before that with the messy hair, though? Photo before He's got sex hair. hair. Yeah, he does. With the white See, t-shirt. with all the hair lengths, he looks fabulous in all of them. All right. He just looks good no matter what. So there's my case. That was fantastic. Um, there, there is, There's a lot of footage. There is a whole lot more info on this. I tried to narrow it down to the funniest. We like the funniest. And most significant. So, um, that was great. 
I was here. For, like, I love <laughs> the bad celebrities, and we're going to do it again and again until yeah. we run out of bad celebrities. Yeah, there, because there are so many. So it'll go back on the list for a 2.0 in the future. Okay, so. All right, well, let's go to, you know what? It's still spooky season. Um, It's spooky season forever. Because that's the premise of our podcast. So we're going to make it through this magazine because yeah. I'm here for this shit. Yeah. And now that we've drooled over Johnny Depp, I'm just going to leave the pictures up on my screen. It's fine. Oh, my God. Speaking, like, I'm sitting here looking at his, his tattoos. I can't even talk. Guess, guess what I did today? Amanda got a tattoo. It was my turn. <laughs> <laughs> it was a birthday present. Thank you, Mine Josh. Mine was a birthday present, too. So we got we got tattoos for our birthday. My bestie, Josh. Thank you so much. Um, it looks fab. When I'm, when we're all healed, we'll take pictures. I haven't taken pictures well, of mine yet. I I actually posted my swollen photo, but I'm kind of on like, our page page. No, on my personal oh. page that Wendy took. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Body Electric. Yeah, because <laughs> she's fabulous. Um, oh my god, that's who we both get our tattoos done. But now. when we're healed, we'll take good pictures for our page page. Yeah. And we'll show all you oddballs our new tattoos. I fucking love it so much. There will no be no problems identifying our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because That's hers is on her shoulder and mine is on my forearm. No. <laughs> That's not what I was saying. I was saying if we died... There would be no troubles oh! identifying our bodies. Well, you were dark and twisty, and I'm like, well, yeah, because yours is on your shoulder and mine's on my You're so pretty. <laughs> I'm like, you know, when when we're found dead. <laughs> She's got a phoenix, and I have a unilome. So, anywho. It'll be on Facebook for everybody to see. Let's talk Look, about, um, our, let's let's talk talk about, about our spooky, spooky story. stuff. <laughs> we're rambling. Yeah. Okay, so our spooky story this week. Is the Witch Hunt Village, Salem, Massachusetts. Well, fuck yeah. I totes want to go there. Me and my mom. I, mean, I know y'all are planning a trip. I want to go mm-hmm. so bad. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cost a lot, y'all. I know. That's why I'm not protesting to fit in the suitcase of this one. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I have an Alcatraz update. Okay. About your dad told me I don't have to be in the suitcase you remember that conversation? Oh, yeah. He said she could go, but I she couldn't go. go to Alcatraz. She go had to, to guard our shit in the hotel. <laughs> and I don't have to ride in the suitcase anymore. But he did say that he would bring me back a t-shirt that says, my family went to Alcatraz and all I got is this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> so you know what I heard out of that comment? She's like, oh, I'm family. <laughs> <laughs> I will take the t-shirt. And I will happily guard your shit in California in your your hotel room. (laughs) Absolutely. I can't. (laughs) Because I'm family. (laughs) That's what she took from that conversation. Yep. (laughs) Okay, so Salem. (laughs) Yes, please. All right, here we go. The devil came to me and bid me serve him, said Tatuba, the Caribbean slave who was working for Salem Village Minister Samuel Paris when his young daughter and niece began to suffer fits in the winter of 1692. Supposedly influenced by the Bahan woman's fortune-telling, the girls and their friends were soon called victims of witchcraft. Mm. Thus, the town's notorious 
wench. <laughs> wench. Fuck. <laughs> Thus the town's notorious witch hysteria began. <laughs> oh. Driven by ever-increasing accusations from the coterie of possessed girls, the Salem court convicted and hanged 19 townspeople found guilty of witchcraft in 1692. Mm-hmm. But not all these souls went placidly to their unhallowed graves. Man, mm. these people, lo- the people at life. Yeah. They yeah. need a raise. I know. They're some good writers. Mm-hmm. Good job, life. <laughs> <laughs> life, the magazine, not yeah, life, not the life. life. <laughs> not life, the life. <laughs> In fact, three of them uttered hellish curses that some believe afflict Salem to this day. Ooh. A beggar named Sarah Good, having lost her unborn child in jail after being convicted of witchcraft in June 1692, was brought to the Gallows Hill with four other witches, in quotes, mm. In July, when Reverend Nicholas Noyes tried to elicit a confession, a furious good shouted, I am no more a witch than you are a wizard, and if you take away my life, God will give you blood to drink. I love me some Sarah. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. In 1717, so tradition holds, Noyes suffered an internal hemorrhage and choked to death on his own blood. Oops. Yikes. More than 100 years later... Nathaniel Hawthorne, a descendant of the witch-hunting judge, John yeah. Hathorne, used this curse to fuel the plot of his third novel, The House of the Seven Gables, yeah. the name of a Salem house that still stands. <laughs> In the introduction to The Scarlet Letter, Hawthorne apologized for his ancestors' actions. A so-called warlock hurled imprecation, imprecations. Imprecations. Okay. I don't know that word. Too. Damn you, Sheriff, the elderly Giles Corey shouted as he Damn you! was fatally, that was a good old man voice, as he was fatally crushed under stones placed on wooden planks in a field near, How, near Howard Street, possibly the site of the current Howard Street Cemetery. Ooh. I curse you and Salem. Hawthorne again, tradition was long current that the ghost of Giles Corey, the wizard, appeared on the spot where he had suffered as the precursor of some calamity. That's a great word. That was impending over the community. Calamity. Calamity. We don't use that enough in day-to-day life. No, we don't. We need to bring that one back. He was reportedly seen, for instance, in the Howard Street Cemetery the night before the Great Salem Fire of July 25th, 1914, which left half of the town homeless. Yikes. Ew. Corey was tortured for two or three days by High Sheriff George Corwin, who was ostracized by the town after the trials. When Corwin died of a heart attack in 19... No. No. In 1696, (laughs) his family, not wishing to risk a vandalized grave, interred him in his basement on the same site now occupied by the Joshua Ward House. Oh, shit. Naturally, or should we say supernaturally, it's haunted. (gasps) They buried him in his motherfucking basement. Oh of course God. he's haunting that house. Yeah. We must go there. <laughs> in the 1970s, according to Rosemary Ellen Guiley, author of Haunted Salem, the last man to serve in the office of sheriff, because the office no, long, no longer exists, is gone. Damn. Robert Ellis Cahill investigated the curse and wrote that all sheriffs, as far back as he could trace, either died in office of heart problems or retired with an ailment of the blood. Sheriffs were cursed. In 1978, Cahill's own stint as sheriff was cut short by heart disease. Another accused witch seemed to predict a future conflagration. Conflagration? Yeah. I like it. 
This town shall burn, shouted Wilmot Red, who was among the final eight victims to be hanged on Gallows Hill on September 22nd, 1692. Many years later, of course, Salem did in the aforementioned fire. Mm-hmm. But none of these doomed townsfolk would ever have thought to curse Salem with tourist brochures calling it bewitching, not to mention uh, uh, uh. a 3D haunted adventure or a terror house <laughs> that claims we're bringing scary back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> One doubts Corey's ghost would agree with that last assessment. <laughs> Stop. There is even, heaven forbid, a statue of Elizabeth Montgomery, star of TV's Bewitched, honoring the episodes of the popular show that were shot in the village where all hell broke loose, perhaps literally in 1692. All right, so we're cut off for the night. Yeah, I'm putting cap on that. And um, I'm going to go now. Come back again, please. Please? <laughs> okay, the end. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout-out to Stephen Goetzke for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.